Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today, Pastor Anu ministers from the Word of God on how our words carry fire when we speak. Stay tuned. You all know what's, what's the series that we are learning about, right? What is it? Can I hear? Thy kingdom come, right? So my question to you is, what is kingdom? It was explained in the first day of the series. What is a kingdom? King's dominion. So basically, a king plus dominion is kingdom, right? So, and this means that a particular area or a country or a space where a king dominates, where a king rules, becomes a kingdom, right? If you disagree with me, you can, because we, I'm still in the learning phase, right? So who is the king of kings and the lord of lords? Hey, I don't see you excited, guys. Come on. Who is it? Jesus is the king of kings and the lord of lords. I liked something that Pastor uh, Kachi explained during his, one of the sessions in RD. He mentioned that, see, God's creation is so big, so massive, and one of the biggest things of all his creation is the oceans. So God probably could have chosen ocean as his home, but instead, what did God choose? You can answer me. To stay. A heart. A heart, he, for him, a heart is, the, uh, is something that is bigger than anything else. Right? So this actually uh, ministered me a lot. And then, uh, to be very honest, I wasn't prepared. And I was asking God, please help me this time to, you know, withdraw from this opportunity. I don't want to do this without preparation. And every time I approach my husband asking, can you please take this up? And he fortunately did not agree. <laughs> so I waited on God. I waited and I asked God, my heart is so troubled that if you do not give me a word, I couldn't step onto this place, irrespective of anything. So yesterday evening, I heard this from God saying that his kingdom, in his kingdom, all is well. In his kingdom, all is well. This is the title of the subject or something that I'm going to speak about is in his kingdom, all is well. So I ask, I ask God, what is kingdom of God? Answer me, guys. You can just give a try. What is kingdom of God? What is kingdom? Kingdom is basically something a king rules, a king dominates. So what is kingdom of God? Where God reigns. Where does God live? Where does God reign? In the heaven. So basically the kingdom of God is the kingdom of heaven. But today I'm going to say something. You know, probably could be right, could be not, but this is a revelation that I have received. So Tell me where does God want to stay? What he considers to be the temple. So, so can I tell it as God wants to uh, 
God, God wants the dominion over your heart. So can I call it as the kingdom of heaven? Your heart is the kingdom of heaven. So, so basically, God can live in our hearts. God can rule our hearts. So it doesn't really have to be the day that Jesus comes. And he, there's going to be a day where Jesus is going to come with huge, mighty warriors, angels, and take over. But, but I, I can surely say that every moment of our life, we can have his kingdom, we can have his dominion, we can have his, what, what you call, ruling over us every day in our hearts. And this is something that, you know, I was convinced of. So in his kingdom, all is well. So I have a question for you. Is everything well with your heart this morning? Yes, no. Please don't stay quiet because I already feel I'm very silent today. <laughs> Are you doing well with your heart? Yes, no. You can raise your hands. Yes. Can I see? Doing well with your heart? So I, I'm sure that it's not, it is not a constant experience of being well with your heart. Right? But <clears throat> let's, uh, let's read this from Deuteronomy chapter... Chapter 6, verse 3. Okay. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you. And you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. So what do you have to do? Be careful to obey. So do you have any idea what God is asking us to obey here? All right, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 3. The Lord did not make his covenant with our ancestors, but, but with all of us who, who are alive today. Are you alive? So what are the covenants that he's made with us? Right, so if you read, if you read through this chapter, God goes ahead and gives the Ten Commandments. These are some things that will help us to do well with our heart when we obey these commandments. Okay, so do you know the Ten Commandments? Right, so let me read this. The Lord... The Lord did not make this covenant with our ancestors, but with all of us who are alive today. At the mountain, the Lord spoke to you face to face from the heart of the fire. Okay. From the heart of the fire. This is where I took a pause. I'm like, okay, God can, you know, probably... God could have told us that, that he spoke from his heart. 
but there is an addition to it. From the heart of the fire. So I just prayed about this. God, what does it mean when you say from the heart of the fire? And if you read through this chapter, this particular heart of the fire is mentioned more than four times, more than three times in this particular chapter. And every time, you know, uh, the people ask or when God replies, he says that he's spoken to us from the heart of the fire. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So how many get anxious? How many have fear attacks? Everybody, right? At one point of time, we get nervous, we get anxious, we get, you know, gripped with fear, right? So the first thing that uh, our brain does is takes the input of the information, whatever it is, be it joy, be it fear, whatever that comes to you is received by your brain. But you know, the most troubled part of the body is this heart. Most, most troubled. And you know, the enemy knows when this bio, I'm telling this in the biology perspective, okay? So what flows from your heart is distributed throughout your body. I'm not talking in the spirit. I'm talking with respect to biology. This is how we are designed. So when your heart is in trouble, what happens? You're in palpitation. And there's uh, excess pressure of blood. And that gets transformed all over the body. So basically what happens is, every time your heart is attacked, the whole body is attacked. Right? So. I'm here to just stress a lot about this heart that we are dealing with today. And, and God says that he spoke from the heart of the fire. Right? Okay, now, I think dad had explained us about who, who are the kings and the lords. Who are the kings and the lords? We. Each and every one are the kings and the Lord. And who is the king? Jesus. So, now replace this God by Jesus. You believe that, right? All the three in one. Be it the Lord, the Father, the Spirit, and Jesus are one. If they carry a heart of fire, then what do we carry? What do we carry? Heart of fire. So let's just, just be there, okay? Remember this point. And let's quickly um, check this uh, verse from Matthew chapter 15, 1 to 16. You can read it along with me. Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand washing before they eat. Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, it is all right for people to say, to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to, to give to God what I would have given to you. 
In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents, and so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Okay, all I want to focus is about this particular verse. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Who are these people? Pharisees, right? So, do we become Pharisees at one point of time? Do we? I agree. I become Pharisee at some point of time. Where everything happens only with my lips and nothing is involved in my heart. Right? Can we go to chapter uh, 15, 10, verse 10? Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try to understand. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. I know, I'm sure that you guys all know about this. There are great preachers who have taught us, who has taught us, who had preached on this. But I think this is something that God is putting into our hearts this morning because we are all leaders. We are not ordinary believers who just come, listen to the sermon, go back and do. We are leaders. And I'm sure this is coming as an instruction to us to keep our hearts protected. Right? Let's go to uh, verse 15. Okay, what defiles you before we read this? Whatever comes from your mouth. Then Peter asked, said to Jesus, explain to us the parable that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet, Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. Take a pause and think about it. The words you speak come from your heart. So don't think whatever you speak comes from your lip or from your mind. This is not me saying, this is Jesus saying that the words you speak come from your heart. You know, sometimes we are so casual, sometimes we're so okay in speaking anything, in conversing anything to anybody. Be it fun. For you, it might be fun. Right? But then, I think hereafter, we cannot, we cannot speak things, you know, or take things for granted just like that. Give a pause because everything you speak comes from the heart. Okay, now I'm just going back to Deuteronomy. The God spoke with a loud voice from the heart of fire. So you all know that your hearts are not ordinary hearts. Now, because you are kings in the Lord, your heart is also a fire. Right? Now, whatever you speak, now, now think about this verse. Whatever you speak comes from your heart. 
So be it, a, be it positive or negative, whatever you speak, is ideally a fire. It's a fire. Either, if you're going to speak life, the fire is going to consume and going to just make it a fire. If you're going to speak something negative, the fire is going to destroy it. And, and yeah, so, so this was something that God was, God was talking to me. You know, I have done that. I have been in a place where you immediately judge about somebody. You immediately tend to speak about somebody just out of your uh, emotional imbalance, just out of the situation that you are in. But I think we'll have to keep a full stop for all of it because we are not ordinary. We are called to be leaders and pastors. And being that, we have to be careful in the words that that we release. May your words be words that can consume and make them a fire in the season, not to destroy anybody's destination. Yeah? All right. So God himself tells in Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 29, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, if God's words are like fire that comes from the heart of fire, then our words are also fire. Because you know or you don't know, your heart is the fire. Okay, then I was asking God, all right, God, that now you've given this title that in his kingdom all is well. Right, now I make my heart as the kingdom of God. Are you with me, church? You make your heart as the kingdom because God wants to live in your heart. Because God tells that your heart is a temple where I want to live. Am I right? We learn together, okay? I just learned it last night. We learn together. So how can, it, how can we make it well all the time? See, when you are in the Lord, and when you speak knowing the truth, you already become prophets. You know that? Because, because God just, just leads you. And when you, okay, I, I can't say that God leads you, but I can say it this way, that God says that he is within us in the form of a spirit, right? So I think this is one of the instructions that God also, uh, you know, helped me understand. If you, if you read this, um, yeah, it's Jeremiah. If you read through this chapter, God speaks about false prophets. Who are false prophets? So, just a general uh, meaning of a false prophet. Somebody who speaks lies. 
yeah, manipulate. So who are prophets? Messengers, a voice of God. Then who's false prophet? Voice of the enemy. So anything you speak, which is not the voice of God, becomes a false prophet. Right? So, so in Jeremiah, if you, if you read through, when anyone uses the name of the Lord and prophesy something which God did not give him or her to speak, he is indirectly giving authority to their own ideas. So, this was an instruction to the church this morning. Anytime you want to say something to a person, if you want to bless a person with a word that you've received only from God, bless that person with your word. If you're going to do it thinking that, okay, I just feel like doing it, without hearing from God, then you know what you're doing? is you are giving authority to your own ideas. You know, and the authority to your own ideas, which is not in the will of God, becomes a false prophecy. So basically, you become a false prophet in itself. All the leaders in the church, when I say leaders, everybody, including the children, we are called to be the leaders. It's just a humble request from my end, including myself. I'm ministering to myself too. When you hear from the Lord, be sure, be sure before you release that word upon someone else. You know, Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verse 21. He, uh, he casts out a demon from a boy who, uh, you know, who was possessed. You know the story? He just goes there and he, um, he just, you know, makes a statement. Be quiet and come out of this person. He doesn't, you know, Jesus doesn't... Uh, pray or he shouts or he screams. He just very quietly says, come out of this person. And the audience, the people who were looking at him were so astonished and they asked, how can this man teach on authority? So that was just the authority that he spoke with. But he did not scream or shout or, you know, do anything as such. Because God knew what he was capable of. And we being the kings and the lords of God, if God carries the authority, we also carry the same authority. And it's just not the authority, it's the fire that comes from your heart. It's a fire that comes from your heart. I just quickly want to um, read this uh, from 1 Kings uh, chapter 18. Verse 24, then call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. So this is basically Eli Elijah, you know, saying the other people who are worshipping the Baal, right? 
So you know the story, right? So Elijah says, okay, you call the name of, the, of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by setting fire to the wood is the true God. Okay? And all the people agreed. Right? Verse 25. Okay. Then Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, You go first, for there are many of you. Choose one of the bull and prepare it and call on the name of your God. But do not set fire to the wood. Yeah. So they prepared one of the bulls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noontime, shouting, O Baal, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced, hobbling around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed, for surely he is a god. Perhaps he is daydreaming, or he is revealing himself, relieving himself. Or maybe he is away on a trip, or is asleep and needs to be wakened. So they shouted louder, and following their normal custom, they cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice, but still there was no sound, no reply, no response. Then Elijah called to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took 12 stones, one, of, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel, and he used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar large enough to hold about three gallons. He piled wood on the altar, cut the bull into pieces, and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said, fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And when they were finished, he said, Now it is a third time. So, did, so they did as he said. And the water ran around the altar and even filled the trench. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked up to the altar and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God. In Israel, and that I am your servant, prove that I have done all this at your command. O oh Lord, answer me. Answer me so these people will know that you, O oh Lord, are God, and that you have brought them back to yourself. Okay, remember this. He is asking God to answer him. Okay? O oh Lord, answer me. Right, next verse. Immediately the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull, the wood, the stones, and the dust. It even licked up all the water in the trench. So when I ask, Pinky, answer me. So he, she has to speak, right? 
So one of the revelations over here is when Elijah asked God to answer, God sent fire. But you know what? That's just not fire. He spoke. It's a word. He replied. He spoke. When I say, Elena, you look beautiful, it's a fire that's going to transform her into fire. God is a God who speaks, right? How can he just send fire and just stay silent? God spoke. This is my understanding. God should have spoken. God should have answered Elijah. But it looked like fire. And when God speaks, it burns out everything. You become sacrifice. So all that today I want to say, I've, I've I didn't come up you know, thinking that I'm going to speak for like an hour. All those are died, dead already. I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm humble to say this, that I've died in a lot of things. I've killed a lot of part, a lot of areas in my life. And I just want to obey God and come here. I just want to say what God helped me understand and what God wanted to let you all know. In his kingdom, all is well. His kingdom is your heart. His kingdom is not heaven. He wants to dwell in your heart. And in your kingdom, when you invite him, Everything is going to be well. Everything is going to be well. Matthew chapter 15 again, verse 16. Don't you understand yet, Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. Next verse. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. This is your heart. This is my heart. And still God wants to dwell in this heart. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. See, your heart is a fire. You understand this, right? If you're going to keep feeding these, that's your feeding, your fire. What's going to happen? Say that if you're going to feed your evil thoughts, it's just going to become more, more of a fire. Not only destroying you, it's going to slowly destroy everything else around you. For example, say that if a forest is set on fire, probably it would have started from one point, 
but within our notice you see the whole fire will be i mean the whole forest is going to be set on full fire you know why fire spreads and that's our heart matthew chapter 6 verse 9 and 10 pray like this our father in heaven may your name be kept holy may your kingdom come soon may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven please don't mistake me if i say this i'm sure god's kingdom is going to come soon physically right but what what i understood from this is when you're saying may your kingdom come soon it is just challenging your heart are you ready to accept his kingdom into your heart first before you accept him as a lord who's as the king who's going to reign for thousands and forever is your heart ready to welcome him for his kingdom to come into your heart every day are you ready to die every day for sure there's a lot of killing this lot of transformation that needs to take in our heart are you ready to invite him every day into your heart was 33 Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need I'll replace kingdom by your heart Seek your heart above all else Check your heart above everything about the materialistic thing that you need about the gifts that you need above everything else if you check your heart every moment basically you're seeking the kingdom of god seek the kingdom of god above all else and live righteously when you keep your heart guarded when you keep your heart protected when you keep when you feed things that can only enhance you and the people around you you are living a righteous life and he will give you everything you need god's gonna come soon that's the truth but are you prepared when i say are you prepared is your heart's prepared to invite him day in and day out wait on him remember this church that everything that you speak is a fire everything you speak is a fire this fire can either destroy or consume i don't have to explain you about the fire because if you are you you were a part of the cloud service a prophet chaiju had explained a lot about it had spoken a lot about it I'm sure it's going to take time to for us to reach there but this is my understanding this morning be very sure before you prophesy on someone because you might just prophesy and leave but you know you speaking and you're playing with the destiny of a person
try and learn to obey the commandments of God. To honor, to love. And all of this can happen when you keep your heart guarded. That's it. Very simple. Check, check on your heart. God, what is my heart desiring for? If it's desiring for Jesus, then you're at the right place. Because you know the words, right? Where the treasure is, there your heart is. Simple. If you're desiring for Jesus, then you're at the right path. If your heart desires for something else more than Jesus, then probably we could end up being false prophets. Sorry, it's a very rude uh, statement, but this is my understanding. In his kingdom, all is well. In your heart, all is well, as far as Jesus dwells in it. In his kingdom, all is well. Do not make your hearts slave. Do not, do not make yourself slaves to your heart. Let Jesus reign. Let his sovereignty rule your heart. And this is my message. In his kingdom, all is well. And his kingdom is your heart. And your heart is a fire. And it shall be well when you welcome Jesus. Can we just thank God? Father, thank you for transforming our hearts into fire. God, we open up our hearts once again to you. God, we pray and we believe and we invite you into our hearts once again. God, may the words that we speak that comes from the heart be words of encouragement, be words that can build somebody, be words that can push somebody into their destination, God. God, help us to be mindful of what we speak in this season. Help us to be mindful of what we desire for in the heart. God, we want to be after your heart. We want to be after your heart. We invite you, God. We invite you. We invite your presence. For we shall make our hearts a temple for you to dwell in it forever, Lord. Rebe shara basiri re 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 
The Lord that answereth by fire, and he is my God. The Lord that answereth by fire. Yes, he is our God. The God who answers by fire is the God that wants to dwell in your heart. God, we pray that our hearts will burn like fire to communicate with you like fire, God. God, speak to us like fire this morning. Make us into fire, God. Take control, take control, take control. God, everything that is not of your will, God, every desire that is not from you, God, we pray that let your fire test and burn it this morning. Jesus, Jesus. We love you, we love you, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. God, who are we that you're so mindful of us? That you want to take, take us into the holy land. The Lord that answereth by fire, he will be my God. Answereth by fire, he will be my God. You believe that God is the God who answers by fire, right? Can you just rise up and worship him like a fire this morning? Thank you for tuning in today's sermon. We hope this word has been blessing to you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You are welcome to tune in every Sunday for our live celebration at 11am at youtube.com slash PastorPG. God bless you and have a blessed week.